listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while we break break it all down. down Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Mel, who is a clinician trainer, cannabis advocate, and also a part of Papa Jesus Farms here in Oklahoma. She's a great follow on the gram because she's always showing love and spreading so much kindness. We're excited to chat with her today and learn more about what her journey with cannabis has been like. So guys, please welcome Mel to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey Mel. Hey. Thank you for being here with us today and just taking time out of your day to share your journey and what you do. Um, Let's just start from the beginning. Tell us where your cannabis journey first began, the first time you consumed, if you remember. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. No. So I do remember this, actually. Um, It was, I was 14 years old. Okay. It was my freshman year of high school uh, because... Like, I turned, like, 15 in December, and so this was, like, October, I think. It was around homecoming, and um, it was the football field. We were in the back, and we were sitting on these big, like, track mats, and we smoked a joint, and got super baked, and I just remember, like, the poles, are, are we, like, are we, are we okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome, Mel. You're awesome. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so I just remember like the poles like dancing, and I was just like, wow, like this is this is really crazy. But it also helped me to be like really chill, and I don't know, just like not really like care about. Yeah, yeah. So, it was yeah. a different feeling. Yeah, and yeah. I totally became like the stoner chick after that. Yeah, like, everybody knew me as like the girl that was like always high. That smells. She stays high. Like <laughs> you wanted to get high for the first time, you came and you saw me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Mel, mama, hey, mama, Mel. Yeah, hey. <laughs> like, like I always had weed on me. Like I was always just that chick. Like not even caring that it was illegal because this was this was in Arizona and this yeah. was you know back in the nineties. You yeah. know what I mean? Get closer so, to yeah. your mic a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Screwed up. Here we go. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um so yeah, so we um so yeah, so that's from that point on that's pretty much I consumed I've been consuming ever since. I've stopped here and there. But not really a whole lot. Like even when I was uh, pregnant with my kiddos, yeah. I consumed with them. So. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Whenever you consumed, like while you were pregnant, was it like for like nausea reasons? Like what was yes. your thing? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um. It was for nausea reasons. I could not keep food down at all. I was yeah. hyperemesis, mm-hmm. and so that's like acute morning sickness, and um, 
yeah, I was constantly, constantly sick, could not even keep uh, water down. So cannabis actually helped, you know, helped us, I can say, um, you know, get through everything. Because the doctors are like, don't worry, the child's going to take whatever they want from you. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's you that we have to worry about. And I'm like, dude, so I probably gained like maybe 25 pounds with each pregnancy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was, um, and they ended up coming out about seven pounds, you okay. know, pretty average. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it was, uh, that was, I, and I was even honest with my doctor and I told him, I was like, hey, I'm doing this. And he, in, in Arizona, he was like, just make sure you drink, you know, more water. I want you to double your water intake, you know, yeah, and mm-hmm. that was pretty much it. Like, that's the only kind of warning I got. Um, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to have someone that's supportive. Yeah. Um, when I moved to Arkansas and, and had my son there, I didn't actually had my son and my daughter there. I didn't, um, didn't really let the doctors know. And so the yeah. final trimester, I just like would stop, you know, mm-hmm. and actually most times in the final trimester, it was, it wasn't too bad and I could handle it. Okay. But, um, yeah, man, I couldn't take like prenatals or anything like that because it just like triggered crazy sickness. Wow. Oh goodness, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I definitely, I, I do recommend it, but I always tell people to be honest with their provider about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids, you know, thankfully, totally healthy, you know, no issues or anything like that. So, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thanks for yeah. sharing that. Yeah, of course. So what is your preferred way to consume cannabis that helps you in the most effective way? And do you have certain strains or terpenes that you look for? Man, okay. So um, I love smoking. My preferred way of smoking is probably out of a bong. Like I love mm. bong hits like and big bongs. Love to hear it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then joints like this, like these are like, you know, big. Probably like eight joints or something like that. Yeah, that's a solid one. You just rolled. Hold on, wait. Will you hold it up? I can't see yeah. it. Yeah. Damn, that thing is huge. It's, yeah, it's like a that's like a col- that's like a cola joint brand. I know. <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in a I long know. time. So yeah, Clint got me turned on to these, and so now I'm like, oh, this is like a normal joint now. Like, yeah. When I try to hand roll like a, a joint, I'm like, uh-huh. no, this is like, and just like, no, no, this is that's it now. Um, and that looks good. It looks that's wonderful. Actually, we're, gonna, we're gonna light this. Okay. Let's do that. Um, so yeah. So and then my favorite terpenes. Um, man, there's there's quite a few. And then there's like new ones that I'm discovering, uh, especially because of the Papa Jesus strains. He like likes to grow strains that have very uh, interesting cannabinoids and terpenes okay. in them. So um, what's like a new one that you haven't heard of? Um, golly, that's interesting. I know there was some, like, whenever we started getting into, like, that terpene mm-hmm. talk series we did There's a while like the, back. The fl- like, neuralidol. Mm-hmm. Like, like, farcine. That the you far- don't. Farnesine. Is that, am I saying that right? I don't know. Probably not. I kind of always butcher the terpene names. I'm not going to lie. Like, yesterday we were uh, doing labels for jars, and he was writing all those down, and I was like, terophylline, and he's like, how it was pronounced. Yeah. Carophylline. There it is. Carophylline. Car- yeah. And I was like, wait, what is it? I've, I've okay, all these years I've been pronouncing it a different way. Like people say it different ways. That one's like. the one that I feel like is. It's yeah. always said in like three different ways. It's yes, Carophylline, sure. Carophylline, and Carophylline. And then like what about Myrcene? Do you guys say Myrcene or Myrcene? I say Myrcene. Yeah, I say Myrcene, but I've heard Myrcene. Myrcene. Okay, yeah. So that's another one. Like yesterday, I was like. 
Yeah. Um, but myrcene, uh, myrcene is definitely, definitely my favorite terpene. Um, I really like linalool, the relaxing feeling. Yes. yes. Linalool. Same. And it's just, you know, smells good. Mm-hmm. Smells good. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay. What are we smoking right now? White chocolate. White mm. chocolate. Yes. Okay. Sounds yummy. Yes, um, that's why. So, um, man, I'm trying to, like, humulene is really good. Okay, I feel like that's... Sorry, I feel like that's <laughs> not one he used. <laughs> A new podcasting space <laughs> for anyone listening. Um, I That's not one that I feel like I see in often in flower. You know, when you go to the dispensary, mm-hmm. like, that's... I don't even know if I know what humulene feels like. There's probably just like slight traces in a lot of, uh, in most flowers, yeah. honestly. Um, but, uh, golly, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of different terpenes that I like. Terpenes okay. are exciting. I'm just going to cut you off to say, sorry, this is crazy. I've never <laughs> smoked a joint from the side that you light it. Oh, okay. So I like, um, I did like the top flat and yeah. and then yeah and then twist that end so then you can I don't know you can taste the weed fully I think yeah. like filters change like the the flavor mm-hmm. so then you don't really I don't know fully taste the weed to me I, I taste the paper maybe I'm just like hypersensitive or dude overthinking but no this is amazing I'm fascinated by this <laughs> <laughs> but like my favorite one of my favorite strains and crosses with things is um gmo i love Same. Oh, yes. hope for gmo, GMO. <laughs> all three of us yeah hey. i love gmo gmo um purple punch um crosses and uh, that strain um all of these are going to be crosses and strains that i say um oh man what's the other one slurricane that's mm. a good one mm-hmm. that is a good one so we all, I feel like we all have our aha moment with cannabis. What was yours whenever you saw cannabis more like medicinal than you realized? Maybe whenever you were using it, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> probably as a kid, honestly, um, they put me on Prozac. My parents found out actually that I was using cannabis. My grades dropped in high school. I was like in band, like choir, theater, like did all the things and then I just like didn't give a shit because I was like this doesn't really matter yeah yeah what the hell am I doing this for yeah and so um I all that dropped and um my parents put me in drug rehab for cannabis and drug counseling for cannabis when I was like 15 16 years old do you remember what that experience was like oh yeah what was that like it was wild yeah I got randomly drug tested they would pick me up from school and take me to go get randomly drug tested. And, um, how annoying. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then I would have to go to like the, the, the counseling was one-on-one and they would basically like talk with me and ask me like why I was quote unquote doing drugs (gasps) and you know, like, what like what was going and then they put me on Prozac because they were like, Oh, she's depressed. And so that's why she's, you know, smoking weed, and that's why her grades dropped, and all this stuff. Hmm. Wow. Very like a singled out. With that. Was, did you have like? Did, did you have siblings? Yeah. Yes. And um, like it was wild because 
my little sister was just kind of overlooked and was able to do whatever the hell she wanted, ended up getting pregnant at like 14. And then my older brothers were just like literally doing whatever the hell they wanted. And me, I was like, really? You're coming after me? Yeah. Like, smoking weed? Like right. what the hell? Right. Um, you had to have something, right? Yeah. So there was your thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when they put me on Prozac and like all these different like um, uh, prescription medications, I it would give me um, really bad migraines. Mm. It gave me the worst migraines, like to the point where I was crying, I was like dizzy, mm-hmm. like um, it was just it was not good. And yeah. so I took myself off of all those and just started self-medicating. Okay. And obviously it was completely different back then. I mean, I was getting like some homegrown from a friend's dad, mm-hmm. honestly, uh, and whatever you could get at the streets at the time. So it was it was different then. So a lot more heavy usually mm-hmm. of stuff. But um, but yeah, I, I just noticed that it, it was way better than the Prozac and the other don't even remember Lexapro, whatever mm-hmm. the other names and stuff that they put me on it. So, because they tried, uh, they tried different things, and everything just did not work out. Yeah. You know, but yeah, cannabis has always been solid. And now that um, you know the medical market has come along in different states, and here, mm. um, you're, uh, you're sorry. <laughs> Uh, I get distracted easily. So we're, I'm able to actually properly medicate with edibles, with dabs, um, with, you know, flour. We're able to, you know, find out and educate ourselves about all these cannabinoids and terpenes and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome that, uh, yeah, that's that was my aha moment. And then, yeah. you know, I keep I keep getting them. They don't stop now because it's just we're still learning and, you know, yes. moving forward with this the plant and the passion right. for it is like, just growing honestly. Yeah. So I love that. Well, so with that being said, what do you enjoy? What's something you enjoy about smoking really good flour? Oh man, just I'll pass it to you the, on that one. The 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 taste, honestly, like I love rolling joints like this and taking the dry pull mm-hmm. so that you can just Ooh, like yes. taste all the terpenes mm-hmm. and cannabinoids. Mm, that's what I forgot rate. to do. Yeah. yeah, and I actually I'm I'm sorry. I didn't I usually like have a really bad good habit whatever of doing that yeah mm-hmm. i know what you mean yeah i'm like try this try this mm-hmm. it's like people are just like you're kind of like a like a sommelier for weed i'm like well that's a dope thing mm-hmm. to be what do you mean i'm mm-hmm. still learning actually yeah. Like, yeah honestly like i mean there's just there's so, there's so, so much, much so much so much to learn what do you enjoy doing like after you smoke or like during like what is there like an activity or something that is just like this is what I like to do or so, go to. Honestly, what I love like going on walks and hikes. Like, yeah, I, I haven't really like it's been kind of too cold, and I haven't made enough space for it. But like, the time is among us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. Like, I am so excited. Like that. Like I can just go off and get lost in the woods. And yes. Just find all kinds of adventures. Um, I'm that way too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I'm inside. I really do enjoy working. You know what I mean? If I'm like making pre-rolls or like helping out with like the trimmers or something like that, yeah. I, it really is kind of therapeutic for mm-hmm. me. Um, it's been really cool when I've been talking to, there's some, several things. When I talk to my therapist, like from home, 
I can like medicate while I'm like talking to her. Yeah, yeah. that's so that's nice. Awesome. Yeah, having therapy that makes it easier oh, and like yeah. very comfortable. Yeah, and, natural and she's feeling. totally cool with it and doesn't you know doesn't judge me for it or mm-hmm. anything. And so that's um that's that's probably another time where I, I really enjoy it. But also food, like I just love like before and after I eat. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. my thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It just makes everything so much better. Yeah, it really does. And then, but then I usually eat my, like my whole buzz away, and so I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> yes, but that's the best though. balance. <laughs> it, really is. it really is. Like, and I'm, I'm a, such a foodie, so it's like, yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. What's your go-to thing to eat when you're really stoned that you like could eat like all the time? It depends on like what mood I'm in. Yeah, like I'm 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 all over. Like as soon as you said that, I, I was kava came into my head. Ooh, Kava's kava so good. So so good. many textures, so many flavors. Oh, yeah, gosh. and it's like one of the know, healthier places around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I agree. But then like burrito tacos are really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, so that's the one where they're like. It's a whole thing, and then they're they're like dipped in the sauce, and then they're fr- okay. Yeah, uh, I've heard yeah, those are really good. Yeah. Wasn't Brooke talking about those recently? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> I just thought it's Brooke. Well, <laughs> we're gonna be at a pack of Palooza, so ooh, okay. nice. Yeah, excited. Lombria La- 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 superb. That's the truck that does them. Okay, they're the best ones that I know of. Oh, I'm so excited. Mm. Booties. Um, yeah, yeah. Roderick um, Malone. He does the best Bria sliders at Palooza. Mm. So. Does those with speakeasy and stuff like that, but um, mm, okay, got to try. Yeah, for sure. So as you've gone through different stages and life experiences and ages, how has your relationship with cannabis evolved and changed? Do you feel like you have seasons you remember versus others where it helped you grow and you really like looked inward? Um, yes, absolutely. It has definitely helped to definitely helped me evolve on the journey. Like, for sure. Um, Again, learning about it, um, never really stopping it, honestly. And, like, at one point I was smoking, like, an ounce, probably more a day. But the potency of cannabis was different. The terpenes were different. The way it was grown, everything was different Mm -hmm. back then. So it took more to get to where I'm at now. Now I'm more medicating. I'll take edibles Mm -hmm. and then I'll, you know, smoke a joint Mm -hmm. and then I'll go about. And that'll last me a few hours and... Um, yeah, to keep going through your day. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I do notice the type of flower that I smoke does also affect my high. What yes. do you lean toward? I, I lean towards, you know, organic soil. Yes. Grown. Yeah. Personally, um, I just think it has a higher chirp content, cannabinoid content, um, doesn't make me tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some solid solid growers out there that are um, growing all different kinds of methods mm-hmm. but totally my preferred method is just that just so I know it's you know how it's grown and it's clean it's important yeah mm-hmm. yeah sustainable so yeah yeah, yeah. 
I agree. So like in your current season of life, what's your relationship with cannabis at the moment? Like, do you consume, you consume daily and throughout your day? I feel like you seem to be someone who's like very intentional with it too. Yes. Yes. I mean, kind of like do all the above. I do consume, you know, all day, every day. Um, and I mean, it really helps. I mean, it helps to, I, I actually do it for anxiety. I, you know, used to have pretty bad anxiety and was supposed to be on prescription meds in my yeah. adulthood for that. And so it really helps with social anxiety, with events, you know, mm-hmm. with, um, you know, public speaking, things like that. Cause this is all stuff that I'm just starting to get into that cannabis has all introduced me to, you know, um, I, I did all kinds of careers. And so now cannabis is kind of open to the gate to help break the stigma. Yeah. And, you know, now I just have like a, an increased passion for this plant because over the last four years in this market, it's changed my life dramatically. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, now I'm like, everybody else needs to know about this. Like, yes. I want everyone to know about this. And I want to get as many people into smoking good flour or consuming any kind of good flour, you know, products that they, that they can. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that. That's my passion. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm like, hey, you know, there's a cannabis product for that. There's, there's, there's a cannabis, yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> there's a cannabis strain for that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I, I just feel like there's some sort of natural form of plant-based medicine, even, you know, even, you know, with mushrooms and, mm-hmm. you know, other herbs. And, um, I just feel like there's a cure for everything within the earth. Yes. And so I'm all about like, you know, healing yourself with food and herbs yeah. and spices. You're right. The way, you know, the way we started out. So, <laughs> I'm like, Sorry, well, it's almost burned me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm like, I just want, like, I think it's important for us to get back to the roots and get back to kind of Mother Nature and, and how, yeah. how we, you know. Where we up. started, yeah. 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 Take yeah. it back to the roots. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. So everyone has a different relationship with their families when it comes to the conversation around cannabis. And I also know you are a mother. What's that conversation been like in your family? So honestly, at first it was, um, it was kind of, kind of scary because the kids were taking dare. I have four children and my oldest uh, is 20 and then my youngest is seven. And, um, with my older ones, it wasn't legal. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we were in Arizona and then we were in Arkansas and, um, and then, uh, you know, and then here it's been legal. So, uh, so they, you know, I, at first the conversation was like, Hey, just want to let you know, this is what I do, but like, I can also get in trouble if your teachers and, and people at school find out, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Cause I knew like the dare program was going to be coming up cause they would like send home flyers and yeah. stuff, you know? And so it was kind of awkward. I'd have to hide in the closet and do it and stuff. And they, even though they knew what the hell I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it became legal, I was able to have like a full on talk about it with them, educate mm-hmm. them on it. You know, they've, they're able to follow me online and I'm completely honest and open with what I do. And, and they see like the journey and everything that's happened mm-hmm. um, with cannabis and see how it's changed my life. So, um, so yeah, so no, they, it's, it's, uh, it's been awesome to get their support. Mm-hmm. And then also my youngest, she's seven, she'll be here next week for spring break. And I plan on fully educating her and like, you know, showing her grow and then showing her dispensary awesome. and yeah. like giving her that full, like to let her know, like, this is what mom does. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that 
if ever anybody approaches her, because she lives in Arkansas, so if anybody ever approaches her and is like, oh, hey, you know, whatever, it says anything, she can be like, oh, this, my mom sells medicine. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. My mom does. You right. Know? Yeah. That's awesome. I hope your kids know how cool you are. It's like, I, like, I know you as a friend. Yes, totally. To picture Uh you in like mom form, I'm like, (laughs) I hope your kids know how cool you are. Like you're, you're a great mom. Thank you. They probably think I'm a huge dork, which is fine because I kind of am. But I mean, you own it. You know, I mean, I I bet I have. You know, my oldest, she does. You know, she takes gummies here and there, and she's taking CBD stuff. And you know, the my 17 year old, she does medicate because they put her on all kinds of different. psych meds and she did not like the way it made her feel yeah um you know my 13 year old he's just chilling and then you know obviously seven year old's chilling but she, i've given her cbd gummies with like melatonin okay to help her sleep yeah you know because um, uh-huh. i'm like it's all natural mm-hmm. it's not yeah i would rather that than something you know, else. have your yeah. kids be medicating with other prescriptions if they can help it you know yeah yeah, well, like back in yeah. the 90s, they'd be like, oh, yeah, give your kids some Benadryl to go to sleep. It's no big deal. That's and it's wild. Like, that's kind of a big deal. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And yeah. that's how we grew up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. No, I mean, I did, I, I did too. I mean, I remember mom giving me Benadryl A lot of people still do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to just take some gummies and go to sleep. Uh, yeah. It'll be fine. It's, you know, here we go. Like. Even with my oldest, she has pretty bad anxiety. And so I'd be like, here's some, you know, here's some gummies. Yeah. Um, I started off with Charlotte's Web gummies. Um, okay. Their gummies are awesome. They're nice. So good. And Never tried them. Okay, yeah. Well, they have one for calm to keep you, like, chill. They have extra um, supplements and stuff in them to help you, like, keep chill. Okay. And then um, Recovery, which is my favorite, has ginger and turmeric in it. Okay. Uh, to help with after... <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're being serenaded. It's fine. Uh, to help with after like working out or if like you have any muscle inflammation, mm-hmm. um, they have one now for immune. Uh, has elderberry. Ooh, yeah. I'm check them out. Yeah, no, they're really good. They're okay. Awesome. So Mel, in your own words, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in the cannabis space here in Oklahoma? Oh man, I am. A passionate advocate for um, an educator and um, doer of all the things in this uh, in this industry. I love to, you know, kind of bring people together and unite people and introduce people um, to to new brands to to each other um, because I believe that there is a huge you know unity and community with this plant. Yes, um, I work for Papa Jesus Farms, um, kind of doer of all the things there. We um, if you want to go with titles we're like we don't really go by titles but account manager but I actually invent coordinator um you know just like to build relationships with our accounts and just really let them know that they're you know cared about and cared for uh you know super small growth so yeah. mm-hmm. I'm really extremely passionate about working for them um I have been manifesting it since I found out about them since pretty much I got into this um yeah this whole game and so to now be full circle and be like oh, yeah man, that's I manifested awesome this, like, i know with papa jesus yeah. yeah and if if someone isn't familiar on episode 97 we spoke with clint about papa jesus farms which is you can have like a little intro and then you would know more so yeah Clint's go back awesome. and listen if you haven't <laughs> yeah 
it's uh it's like literally like a cannabis dream come true so it's been super awesome to you know kind of spread that medicine and, and increase the skews there because um <clears throat> one dream of mine is to make hash you know along mm-hmm. with educating and, and spreading the the passion of this plant i want to make hash so bad yeah like that is really my thing i've taken classes seminars courses read books um, oh, okay yeah i've done all the things I actually came into the cannabis industry co-owning a processing company. Oh, cool! Um, with a with a partner, and then we both went our separate ways in um, like September of 2019, and that's uh, right before then is when I got into the dispensary side of things and, and okay. went on from there. So yeah. okay, yeah. So okay. that's that was my we made solvent was hash, hash products, vapes, edibles, things like that, and so my my dream my goal is to get back to that but use really amazing flour and so that's why i'm where i'm at yeah you know there's yeah there's i'm still i'm still manifesting yes you are (laughs) and that's coming that's on its way to be continued yes (laughs) um so what do you love most about being a part of papa jesus farms and what would you say that you guys take pride in Honestly, just the, um, you know, the love and intention that goes into everything. You know, mm-hmm. it, there is a lot of thought put into everything. Um, you know, Clint is very particular about everything that he puts out to market. Um, there's even times where I've been like, hey, like, I think this is really good. And he's like, no, no, I don't, no, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, like just yeah. very intentional. Wants everybody to get, you know, um, the absolute very best that we can do. Right. Um, every day we just strive to be better uh, and and bring out the best quality medicine that we can to people. Um, you know, I've gotten a chance and he's he's really like let me into the whole growing side as far as like being able to pop seeds. That's and, awesome. Yeah, watch those seedlings grow. That's so fun. Yeah, yeah. And so now I'm like I'm doing my first pheno hunt right now. And okay. Yeah. Dude, so it's, it's that's been, awesome. Yeah, it's been so cool. And like seeing everything like to harvest, you know, watching it cure to trim then you know then you know I the end part that I really do is like taking it out to market and and selling it and at that part you know it's just such an honor after seeing the whole process that's done and all the love and intention that goes into it then I am just even more excited to take it out to market to to get it to people yeah you know it just it just really I don't know it just really drives it home because it's like you know I I helped in some way, shape, or form with all of this. And so, you know, from start to finish, it just means a lot more to me than than selling, you know, just selling the product. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. true. When you're behind products yeah. that you actually love and that mm. you're passionate about, it, so yeah. it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And it hits so much different. It does. Well, and it's like he like they he smokes everything. So if it's not something that he wouldn't personally smoke, then he doesn't put it out to market. And so that I really respect. Yeah, you know? which I feel like that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. That's speaking the of that, this white chocolate yeah. is really great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it actually is keeping me in the com- like flowing you know in the conversation like it's I don't great. feel like I'm like you know drifting wow, away I was with that dab we took earlier mm-hmm. <laughs> before this I feel like this is kind of like a happy medium balance brought yeah. you back yeah. yeah 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 it's a nice it's a nice hybrid it I, is I like the variety that we go with too because mm-hmm. it's it changes with the seasons and so that part I'm just like woohoo there's all these new weed yes yeah yeah, yeah. Like, bring it on it's, so being able to try everything as it cures, mm-hmm. just learn about that whole entire mm-hmm. process has been so cool because then I can refer that back to the people. Yeah. 
Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So earlier, I'm as I introduced you as a clinician trainer, will you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yes, yeah. Okay, so um, the clinician is a coach and counselor with medical cannabis, and they're able to um, advocate for you on behalf of, of the the um, the point where your doctor, you know, doesn't believe in medical cannabis as medicine. You can kind of go in there and advocate um, on behalf of the patient. Um, we know we're not, you know, doctors, but and we can't prescribe anything, but we can recommend medical cannabis treatments. Um, and uh, I have just kind of furthered that um, by becoming a clinician trainer, which means I can, um, I'm certified to and trained to make other people uh, clinicians. Um, I haven't taken that step forward yet with that education. Um, my plan was to, um, you know, as we further grow and get a team to um, have them all be trained clinicians so then they can all be educated on cannabis. And so when you know, we go out to dispensaries, not only are we educating them on the brand, but we're also educating the bud tenders on cannabis, terpenes, cannabinoids, mm-hmm. you know, just basic cannabis education um, to not only help sell our product, but to help sell, you know, other products and to help um, educate, you know, the patients about cannabis, because yeah. that's that's really how we break the stigmas by educating people. You're and, right. um, you know, I... I became a clinician in the dispensary. Um, I actually applied for a scholarship and people wrote in and I, I won that, which is super awesome. And then when I worked with Nextleaf, they're the ones that actually um, furthered my education for me. So it's uh, cool. It's been awesome to have that gifted. And yeah. so that's why I just, I, I just go around and love to spread that education to as many people as possible because I'm like, it was gifted to me. I want to gift it to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Totally. I, I love that mindset. forgot that that's, that's how I know you is when you used to work at Next Sleeve. I was just thinking earlier, <laughs> I was like, how do I know Mel? Like, when did we first meet? I forget that that's how we met. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, that was cool. It was a, it was a cool um, cool stint there. They're, they're, they're good guys. I'm proud of them. They're about to open their dispensary, so that's yeah so that cool. is cool yeah wow yeah, good for awesome. them so to flip the script a little bit mel if you could go back and tell your younger self something what would you say oh man um there's a couple things i mean i've said it before definitely be patient you know just be patient everything that you're everything that you're gonna do in life is gonna all make sense one day because for the longest time i didn't know what I was going to do in life and I felt like such a loser and people would be like oh you're a stoner and I had hide it and all that stuff for so long and then my parents put me in drug rehab and all these things that were kind of negative against cannabis and having to hide that lifestyle and worry about jobs that you know drug tested you and all this thing these things to now being where I'm at and I'm just like wow like it's super cool like just it is yeah Mm -hmm. and I and I'm just now continuing to just be more patient and like now I'm embracing 
the patients with grace because Mm -hmm. it's it's turned into some of the most beautiful stuff. I would also tell her, I love you. She did not hear that enough. Yeah. Um, That's part of the reason why I tell everybody I love you, honestly, Mm -hmm. is because I didn't get, I didn't hear that growing up. And so I tell everybody that, like my kids Mm -hmm. hear everybody and I'm just like, I love you. And I'm like, listen, if people can hate for mm-hmm. no reason, I can love you for no reason. So yeah. Get yeah. used to it. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear it. I know. So, so much love. <laughs> so we ask everyone this question, Mel, but what's a stigma surrounding cannabis you would like to see changed? Oh. <clears throat> just normalize it. I would love people just to normalize it the way that the way that alcohol is normalized, the way that, you know, oh, mom needs a glass of wine or, you know, that just, you know, how the way that all these other substances, even prescription pills are um, kind of normalized. I, w- I want cannabis. My wish is for cannabis to be normalized just mm-hmm. like that, where it's totally normal to smoke it on a mm-hmm. patio. And that's that's what I love about Oklahoma is here it's actually – so normalized it is it yeah. is very much so you know you know you can go to the norman music festival and you can smoke it anywhere you know mm-hmm. even with children there it was that was like the coolest thing you right. know so yeah. um but normalizing it everywhere yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it would be amazing like because this this i believe this this plant can help so many people all over the world and so if people just dropped that stigma and is just you know like it, like if it was wine, if it was the same mm-hmm. thing as wine or vitamins or something like that, if they kind of looked at it in that perspective, I, I think you know it could it could change the whole world. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's yeah. That's a beautiful perspective. That is, mm-hmm. of course, it is. It's Mel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Mel, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun, thank and we you. appreciate you sharing yourself and your heart with us. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm so honored. This is so awesome. Thank you for being patient with me. And yes, uh, of course. To keep up with anyone wondering with Mel and what she's up to, and to learn more, you can give her a follow on Instagram at mel.purhemstress, yes. correct? Yeah. And thank you to everyone listening today and stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, um, stay medicated. <laughs> <laughs>